0: Hello, everyone. This is Val again on a Saturday morning, June the 3rd, if I'm not making any mistakes. It's crazy. It's just half of the year. I don't know. I don't know what is happening so fast. I think like time is something that when I get older and older, it scares me a little bit more. I love it, though. I love getting older and get more knowledge in my head and feeling like I'm a little bit more mature than yesterday, but not mature enough and open to learn a bunch of things that are just coming into my mind lately. Anyways, today I want to talk about having a room for error. So sit down, prepare a little cup of coffee and tea, and let's just do this together. And today we're gonna delve into the fascinating concept of creating space for mistakes, setbacks, and personal growth. So grab your cup of beverage, sit back, and let's embark on this episode that really, really, really has me really excited. And I'm going to start these episodes talking about my relationship with money and finances. I know it's crazy, but I've been reading a lot this year, and one of the books that totally blew my mind, Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. it's amazing. I bought it because I want to improve my finances the way I see economy and money because it's something that I always run away from. I think I had a very wrong perception about money and I'm going to start this episode quoting a part of the book. The wisdom in having room for error is acknowledging that uncertainty, randomness and change, unknowns are an ever-present part of life. The only way to deal with them is by increasing the gap between what you think will happen and what can happen while still leaving you capable of fighting another day. And this is me as speech, <laughs> because imagine a world where numbers, finances and investments were your sworn enemies. In my case, I was born with this lefty brain like I just said, that struggle with all things like math related, they always felt like inadequate when it came to managing my finances and planning my future. It was like, I'm a Libra also, so I'm like a a compulsive shopper. Not anymore. This is something I'm really trying to work on. But now, instead of dwelling on my weaknesses, I I try to embark to this path of understanding that in my life, I've been pursuing things like having an MBA in business or investing in crypto to ensure, in a way, my financial future, and that really made me feel miserable because even though, in a way, I think that will make me have money before my thirties—that is the social goal—it will make me feel miserable. I think I talked in another episode about Ikigai, which is a Asian philosophy that. What well, you do need to be something that gives you money, but also fulfill, you know, like you feel fulfilled, you help people and connect it with your life purpose. And I know it might be very idealistic, but now that I am getting into my yoga coaching process and I have more clarity in what am I doing writing content, I think it's really possible and money is just a consequence of doing what you want to do with a lot of passion. I do believe. It is important to realize that in that moment, sometimes I even think like studying marketing was a mistake, but having or creating that room for error made me realize and analyze my experiences from another perspective. This room became crucial to navigate the uncertainties sentences and changes because my life, it's always been about changing, letting go, not having high expectations because things you know, come and go more than I would like to. And this allowed me to have more gap between my expectations and the unpredictable nature of life. Having that room for error can give you a lot of clarity. When you are feeling down or when you are feeling like you're failing, Building that room will give you so much space to think and to sit down with those feelings. You realize that while external advice from experts and professionals is very valuable, the most profound lessons come from within, come from inside of you. And sometimes taking risk and having a backup plan for worst case scenarios is just the necessary thing so you can embrace Growth and really learn from those experiences. I think this is a world driven by odds, and I needed to embrace imperfections because that became a crucial part in my healing process. And I think if I can tell you something about having this room of error, it will be exactly this: like embrace imperfections because those are the ones that are going to give you lights so you can keep walking in this dark path that you might be walking right now, and also they enable you to learn from not optimal outcomes and adopt a more realistic outlook on life. We're always expecting things to come out the way we want. And like in this book, he talks about everything you have to consider when you're going to invest, but it's a total mind shift because he's not talking about how to invest your money, but he talks about all the things that aren't important when you create a relationship with money that has nothing to do with money. It's like your mindset the name of this episode is A Room for Error. He basically tells you that even if you can create this margin of, of safety, most of the things are very uncertain when investing overall is governed sometimes by odds. There's a lot of unpredictable things that can happen all along and you need to be prepared if you fail. So I think it's very important to be okay with losing and to be okay with knowing that the odds might not be in your favor. And that's okay because that's just part of life. And this is not an easy thing to do. But by embracing that, like as the author explains that sometimes, despite of what a strategy you have, the odds might not be in your favor. You can have a more realistic approach about, in this case, investing, but Overall in life, things can come out good, things can come out bad, despite of your level of expertise, despite how much you plan whatever that you were planning. I want to give you three practical strategies that I have applied to different aspects of my life. It's time to craft together. So you can maybe start applying this and, and decorate your room for error the way you want it. <laughs> In personal relationships, open communication and vulnerability are the only way of having accountability for growth and could only occur when both parties express their thoughts and feeling honestly. It doesn't matter what type of relationship it is. The problem with relationships is not having fights or making mistakes. The problem is when you are in the relationship, you are incapable of sitting down and communicating with a person with a lot of openness and vulnerability. Like, and vulnerability means that you might need to accept part of the blame. Like, okay, this happened also because I did X, Y, Z. So I think it's very important to start creating that room with your partner or your friend or your family member to change the perception about making mistakes in the relationship. It was. A revelation when I really understand that no one could read my mind. Not the other person should expect me to read their mind because it will be so exhaustive. And by creating space for error, you can navigate conflicts. Understanding that tension is not something bad, but it's something transformative in the relationship. When we talk about career and professional growth, for those who don't know me that much and we are just starting this relationship, you have to know that I am a control freak. I need to know it all. I need to control it all. Well, I need it. Let's <laughs> see. That's in the past. My past identity. I was also obsessed with knowing everything, like origins. Since I was a very little girl, I've been a very curious person. Therefore, the first time I heard the phrase "come for zone, my curiosity made me go back to 198 when psychologists John D. Donson and Robert M. Marcus introduced the concept with a classical experiment. Basically, they said that this sun was a state of relative comfort that generated a constant level of performance, which can be translated it you have the same effort and you get the same result over and over again and the same performance. Interestingly, they also pointed out that to improve our performance, we need to experience a certain degree of anxiety. And this called my attention so much because they called this Optimal anxiety, and people is just running away from that. This really changed my perception about my own anxiety because the, having that optimal anxiety it's a way of stepping outside the boundaries of your comfort zone, and therefore you can change you can understand you have to open space to try and learn anything, especially those things that scare the fuck out of you, and that terrifies you by doing this. I particularly open myself. New opportunities, and my brain probably works so differently right now. AI is happening. Tech development is happening. The digitalization of the self is happening. I think we are already cyborgs, and our phones and computers are extensions of who we are in a way. They safeguard memories, document, and a lot of important information about ourselves. I don't think, though, either of these things are exponential risks. On the other way, Well, at least I don't think they are yet. (laughs) Anyways, everything that is happening in this world is an opportunity to continue learning and acquire new skills that allow you to be financially free and creatively free and personally free. Build the life you want. In my case, I'm still working. This is not tangible right now, but at least I'm creating a reality that I feel comfortable in. So I do believe everything is learnable if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to take the risks. That's why having a room of error related to your career and professional growth, it's so important. It doesn't matter if you study the thing you don't feel like you want to do anymore right now. Everything you do in life works in a way for you. So use it. Now, the third component of this is personal development. Some people say limitations are bad. Some cultures and philosophies establish the importance of letting go of expectations when they are reshaping and healing our own paths and patterns, but I think we are now talking about some things that no one talked about before, at least not deeply. We are in a moment when talking about things like spirituality and transcendence and soulmates and chakras. It's more common than people think because we are awakening and we are understanding that We have a body, we have a mind, but we also have a soul. So the path we are walking to explore our inner realities is now feasible, especially during these times. We are living in a really complicated social, political, economical, and spiritual moment. Now we are developing and adopting theories for everything and every human behavior has an explanation. From attachment theories to toxic patterns to dysfunctional families, everyone has a reason why. In comparison with past generations, we have access to this information whenever we want and we are so full of information that we burn out. The importance of self-reflection and self-awareness is what, in the end, allowed me to set realistic expectations and acknowledge my own limitations. Like I just said, yes, books, therapy, sex, a partner, dating, a new activity, everything, everything, even therapy. I just said that, but whatever helps. But... That part of just being alone, sitting with your feelings, is the only way you can actually allow you to create a real room from error where you can objectively have a clear perspective of what's going on with yourself. What are you feeling? What do you think is the best thing to do? It's so important to tell you that your room should not look like someone else's room. So I explained you a little bit what the room of error was. I gave you three examples of how can you apply creating a room of error in your life in different aspects. But I think this is really important because it will be very easy to fall into the trap of looking for some inspiration outside of you. Sometimes it's too much out there. Sometimes we have so many things going around us that going back to that room is what's going to make you feel good in a way. So you should know how to track your own process, how to understand what makes you feel good. And this does not have to look like someone else's. This is never a competition. If your room of error is green, full of boho chic decoration stuff, and mine is a minimalistic black and white room, it's totally fine. We are naturally different. And this is just my way of telling you that what it's easy for me now probably was terrible in the past. And for other person, it's probably easy right now. So I don't know. For some people, healing and embracing their mistakes and their failures is going to be very hard and difficult. For others, it's just the easiest thing to do. Sometimes you might feel a little bit of frustration and even envy because you want to be what other people is. But guess what? That doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you more human. But you have to go back to the intention of why you need to create these. Don't forget to realize that a mistake is actually a learning opportunity. No one achieved healing and enlightenment magically because they needed to understand and work their own hero journey. Your growth base encompasses your own experiences and your own background, not the others. Self-criticism is a toxic fucking cycle and we want to avoid harmful dynamics and use constructive criticism instead. I am still building my room. It was extremely challenging for me to be compassionate and change the meaning of failing and making mistakes. Because in the past, that meant that there was something wrong with me. Like I have to fix something to stop making mistakes. Like if I can control the odds. I had the necessity of being perfect. I told you this so many times. And if you have it, Understand that I will only divide and put you, yourself in little boxes. And no one wants to be in little boxes with zero integration, zero clarity, and zero mental space. When you understand that you can change the meaning of making mistakes and not being perfect, clarity and connection comes into your life. Having this room will help you to embrace your boundaries, your standards, your likes and dislikes, be authentic, and that capacity to learn from the so-called mistakes and setbacks, to make it better, and to try something new every time you don't see the light. You don't need to feel out of place anymore. Actually, anyone can have a room for error. I will leave all the books I talked about, which is the Psychology of Money, and these ones that I just quoted, on the episode descriptions. So you can just go and check it in if you want. Buy it on Kindle, on Buy it on Amazon. This is not a sponsor, but whatever. Just I think it's very worth it for you to read it. Also, I will be creating my digital bookstore. So you can just check all my books, author, topic. Have a good day. And really, really, really stop trying to be so perfect. It's so fucking boring. Have a good day.